Hello guys and welcome back to the Grow With Chloe podcast. Today I'm talking about the hyper-independence trap. Okay, so before we get into the episode, let's do a little recap. I think because the last time I like pre-recorded two episodes in a week before I went away, it has actually been a hot second. I went to Copenhagen, Denmark for four days and that was that was so good. It was so exciting. Oh my god. I, it's been a place that I've always wanted to get to while I'm over this side of the world and I'm so glad I did before I returned home. I don't know, it just has such a cool vibe there. All the people are so nice and the Scandinavian people are really good looking, but they're all really nice. (laughs) They have such cool style. I can't explain it, but it felt very familiar, but not, but like, I I don't know, it just felt like a place that I could live in. (laughs) And I know I probably say that about a few places I visit, but like genuinely, I don't know, I feel like in another life, if I was... I, if I in another life I grew up in Denmark you know I spoke the language I live there but alas I'm Australian so that was cool I just ate like a shit ton of pastries and coffee I visited like a lot of parks and markets and all like mo- I, I got to most of the tourist places and then I just like also chilled at my hostel and like savored having a bed to sleep in but it was really nice another solo trip and also kind of made me grateful when I got back to London because I was like wow I take for granted just being able to read everything in English and that was the main thing like they all speak English but like just reading things it's a bit of a struggle so I was like wow I'm really grateful that everything is in English in London. I'm just at the moment I'm going through this phase where I'm like trying to do things and you know like savor England and the surrounding area while I'm here just and also have things to look forward to like booking the trips and that to make sure like I've always got something coming up to look forward to despite like working and all that just like have these exciting things to you know keep me moving another what's what's other favorites that are going on in my life right now um back on my matcha matcha or matcha grind I I say matcha but I'm pretty sure it could be matcha (laughs) I in Australia I like had the tea two powder and I'd have it every morning love it I'm an anxious girly really helps over here because I'm like you know trying to hashtag budget I just have like instant coffee and I've been buying quite a few beverages out recently which is breaking the bank um but I've been buying some matches out and it reminds me how much I miss it and love it and I'm just like oh I'm just so looking forward to making it again like every morning when I get home but for now really enjoy blank streets or joe and the juices matcha despite it being like four pounds which is outrageous also I know this is groundbreaking stuff but I think I'm exiting out of my obsession with oats like I've had oats for breakfast for probably the past three years with like protein powder and peanut butter and whatnot um and lately I don't know it just hasn't been hitting it just not has not been hitting the same so I'm thinking like 2024 might be savory breakfast Chloe um yeah once I like I'm in a place when I have more like kitchen stuff and just more freedom to cook at the moment I kind of feel like i don't have as much freedom to cook just because I don't know I'm like budgeting and I'm just not really in that cooking era but I'm like next year I feel like I'll become a savory toast girly again or just savory breakfast girly it's quite it's quite shocking because I've been in a committed relationship with oats for a while now but yeah I'm just like not feeling it as much recently anyway I might just get into the episode now so yeah let's just talk about hyper independence so firstly what 
is hyper-independent. So it is kind of defined as like an extreme form of like self-reliance where you kind of avoid relying on other people for assistance. You know, it's kind of a maladaptive form of independence. It's like independence at a level that's kind of unhealthy. It can lead to like challenges in maintaining healthy relationships because obviously if you don't let people if you don't let yourself depend on people it kind of puts a strain on it and kind of like hindering your connections with people and your ability to reach out and seek help so I'm just going to talk about my kind of like experience with this in a way and then you know the lessons and how to challenge it and just maybe prompting you to question whether your independence is a level of healthiness so first and foremost, hyperindependence can be a trauma response. Emphasis on can might not always be, but sometimes it does stem from, you know, experiences where you've learnt maybe at a young age that you can't rely on others for support. Not all hyperindependent behaviours are trauma related. Um and not everyone's trauma experiences would develop into hyperindependence, but it is definitely an element to consider. As we all know, I am an only child. I grew up just me and my parents and some pets and I think growing up as an only child you are natural I don't know in my experience you naturally are more independent because you're used to being alone you're surrounded by adults a lot arguably as a child I was like more comfortable around adults than people my age which is another thing entirely but it definitely gives you this I don't know more sense of independence than maybe people with heaps of siblings I don't know you can't it, it, it all depends, I guess, your parents, the people, the adults you're around. But I feel like you, you're not as, you don't have as many childish experiences, like, you know, like fighting or bickering with your siblings and just like, yeah, just those like sibling relationships that probably facilitate some like play or like just, yeah, just being a child. I feel like you have less of those, obviously, because you are surrounded by adults. And then I think in my later years, I definitely morphed into having quiet and avoidant attachment style. I really had this, I had no fear of not wanting to give up my independence or myself in a relationship. Not quite sure where that kind of like was internalized from, but I know the fear was real. It was like as soon as, you know, a thing or situation or whatever turned into some sort of like commitment, like there was a switch that flipped and when I was in high school, I felt quite helpless and hopeless to that and that almost that switch that flicked controlled me and like immediately feelings turned off, everything turned off, just like become numb um, in a form of, I think, self-protection because, you know, my mind for some whatever reason saw there's a threat, be like, wow, you're about to get into a committed relationship. That means you're going to lose yourself. You're going to lose your independence. Um, we value that more than anything. We can't let that go. So the solution was to cut the, you know, the situation off completely. So I think it definitely had a, like a negative impact on some of my relationships throughout high school and like early 20s. Some of them honestly served me for the better by having that instinct. But some of them definitely, it was just kind of like a maladaptive way that I coped that was a form of hyper-independence. And then I went through therapy in my early 20s. And I don't know, I just think some of the friendships I cultivated in college just really made me feel safe enough to rely on people a lot more. And I think my, you know, my hyper-independence became more close to just healthy independence yeah it's definitely definitely improved a lot more since when I was younger and yeah the repeated exposure to therapy and just in yeah the friendships that I cultivated I feel like 
I just felt safer. But then I've moved to London <laughs> and I was always very confused on the reason why I was so pulled to moving across the world quite drastically. And it's a, it's a combination of factors. It's, you know, and wanting to explore and travel. And I think because I'd finally started trusting myself more, you know, I'd done my therapy, done my healing work. I trusted myself more to know that I could travel and be okay. So it came from like a positive side of me, a positive side of growth. But I think also a part of it was this sneaky hyper-independence avoidant thing kind of just slithering its way in. I think I felt like I had to get away and just be by myself. And I'm not saying that's not always bad. You know, I did it to quite an extreme level. I was like moving across the country, literally. You know what? I think it's been a great lesson for me, aside from all the fantastic experiences and travel and whatnot that I'll never forget it has brought a lot of, you know, a lot of loneliness. Loneliness. It's kind of confronted me with my hyper-independence. And I'm really realizing the value of people now. I feel like I never realized the love that surrounded me while I was in it. And it took me leaving it to realize all of that. Which is quite annoying. But, you know, if that's how my brain worked this time, it that's what happened. So... The biggest lesson really has been realizing the value of people and like, you know, those people and friendships and relationships in your life where, you know, it's reciprocal love, it's healthy, etc. You can rely on them and you can depend on those people and vice versa. Like that is how a healthy relationship works. It's okay. You don't lose yourself. You don't lose your independence. If anything, when practicing a healthy level of independence, you're strengthening like yourself all the while, you know, like being in connection and in relationship with others, you're strengthening that as well. And, you know, when you're hyper independent, you might think that, yeah, you're protecting yourself, but you're also like damaging your relationships at the expense of that and probably feeling more isolated than if you just had a healthy level of independence. So that's kind of my experience with it. I'm probably a recovering hyper independence person. So let's just talk about it more in general. So if you're thinking like, "Mm, how do I know if I've got hyper independence, you know, like for me. I wasn't very self-aware for a hot second there. So I would say it's like a refusal to ask for help or like a real stubbornness to do so. Avoiding situations where you require to depend on other people. Kind of a reluctance to share personal information, which was a big thing for me growing up. In high school, I was so closed off. And I remember once I was in a situationship and they literally said like, you're so, you're so reserved and closed off. And it really like triggered me because I was like, no, I'm not. But then I realized... I actually really am and it was like only with a certain small amount of people that I would really be open and I was like so like they barely knew anything about me I was so closed off but in my mind like I didn't realize it so um an inability to trust others <laughs> typical trust issues um limited close relationships which is I just talked about like I feel like I was only open the very small select amount of people and experiencing like stress when depending on someone else so if you resonate with any of those, keep listening. Uh, I think it's almost a bit of a fine line though, because, you know, in society they they preach like, you know, be independent, especially I think for women, it's kind of been a tricky thing because like we're in this era where we are independent and like we do have our careers and everything and it's different to, you know, generations in the past, which is great. But I think, yeah, then there comes a point where we might not actually know, you know, healthy levels of independence. Like we might not fully know how to navigate it, really just being like mindful. So I think there's that to consider. And also, you know, like 
the environment and relationships you're surrounded by right now, like maybe it's also take a look at your environment and the people and it's like maybe ultimately like the people you're around just aren't safe people for you aren't the people for you and therefore you feel like you can't depend on them so all those external factors aside if you do think of like kind of hyper independent tendencies it's like essentially a coping mechanism really just like ultimately kind of practice being mindful when you're triggered what you know what emotions and what thoughts do you really does your brain go to when you receive help from others and when you avoid asking for help what are you like really feeling and if it's a situationship or something or if it if it's in a dating scene you know maybe just be aware and mindful of your triggers like you if you know you're going to get to this point where you know the commitment kicks in that you're going to freak out and want to run away maybe this time if you've done it in the past you know give yourself compassion just be like yeah I know this has happened in the past myself like I've been trying to protect myself but this time like I want to try and stay open just can maybe also communicate it to whoever you're seeing and just be like hey I have this tendency to kind of like want to withdraw or whatever just trying to navigate it just bear with me um I think communication could go a long way I'm not saying throw yourself into whatever dating you know dating thing that you're in still still have your standards still have what you're looking for I'm not saying settle for anyone if it means you know challenging that hyper independence but you know just think how you were feeling before the commitment came into play and how you felt around them and do their values align etc and if they do and if you felt safe and comfortable with them before the like idea of commitment came into it maybe try it's really hard but maybe just try and you know tell yourself you're like you know this is your hyper independence kicking in like we can do this just maybe affirm with yourself that it doesn't mean losing your independence and you know a healthy relationship will with anything strengthen the independence in yourself I think just by being aware of your emotions and thoughts and your coping mechanism that you go to it's just going to increase your knowledge of how you're going to react to these things and hopefully you know if you're aware of them that's half half the step right once you're aware you might try and sub it in for a more healthy coping mechanism or communicate how you act or just like talk it out with people now that you are aware that hey this might not even be about the person it's probably about me and just how my brain tries to cope and tries to protect me and if the dating scene is too scary even just in your friendships just think can I learn to depend on my friends a little bit more can I open up a bit more share more about me just like baby steps you know I think if you are hyper independent it's going to be so scary to of the idea of say a relationship or anything like that like that it's going to seem very scary because that's quite in your mind it's quite literally like the opposite of this independence feeling so maybe just start with baby steps just with your relationships in your life right now with some friendships with some family members just people that you have a healthy relationship and you know there's reciprocal love and trust to try and you know just deepen and strengthen that and I think with like repeated exposure of confirming that hey it's safe enough to depend on these people yes there are still certain people out there that are gonna let you down that you can't depend on but I trust myself enough to you know find 
engage which people are good for me and healthy relationships that feel safe and I can depend on them just kind of like affirm with yourself just I think you have to really talk your brain through it from a like a very conscious point of view because I think with any trauma response or if it's not a trauma response and it's just a coping mechanism it's kind of just an instantaneous reaction and you're not even aware of it half the time yeah with awareness brings this power and opportunity to kind of consciously talk to yourself and consciously try and you know, rewire your brain a bit and be like, hey, no, I want to engage in this action instead, a counter action. And with time and exposure, your brain will learn that it's safe. I think if you're stuck in this hyper-independence trap, your brain's going to keep feeding you. If you keep engaging in the, you know, behaviors that where you're avoiding or with you're withdrawing or not trusting people, your brain's going to see that as confirmation. It's like, hey, we're doing the right thing. You know, we're we're in our best state, best selves, we're our best selves right now by, you know, avoiding people. And I just want you to know that on the other side by addressing that you might be hyper independent or whatever. On the other side, you know, you have your own personal growth. It'll improve your mental health and it'll just help you at your core to develop healthier relationships that feel more fulfilling. I know, especially in high school and whatnot, where I did kind of have this a lot more hyper-independence. I just know that a lot of the times because you're so withdrawn and like you don't want to trust or like depend on people, um, your relationships just feel a bit more emptier and it's kind of nothing to do with the other person. It's kind of more to do with you not letting them see you. So I think at the end of the day, you you feel more validated, you feel more seen when you try and challenge your hyper-independence and just become more of a healthy level of independence. I will say that, yeah, on the other side of the spectrum, there's also, you know, the other side of hyper-independence, which is, which is codependence, the opposite way you don't have boundaries, that you kind of focus entirely on other people at the expense of your own well-being your own sense of self so yeah you want to meet in the middle have that level of depending on others but not be consumed by them and still have your own self but also not be so rigid and you know scared of quote-unquote losing yourself that you don't put yourself out there that you don't trust more people um don't let other people help you out i would say the first step if you know wanting to go out and challenge these thoughts a bit maybe just think why what has made you think that relationships and depending on people are scary like try and find like legit proof of that and you'll find that a lot of the time it's kind of irrational thoughts that are fueling that and just I don't know if you just reflect on your past relationships and friendships you might see little patterns of it and you might become aware of it. And I think just awareness of it, but like not being too hard on yourself. I understand that it can be easy to be hard on yourself, being like, why, why can't I just find it easier to trust people and rely on people? Just you know, don't beat yourself up for it. But being aware of it, I think, is just half half the catch, really. That is kind of been my journey, and you know, a bit about hyper independence, what you can do to challenge it how you benefit from you know letting go of that and as someone who moved across the world and has really come to understand the value of people and being able to reach out for people I think it's actually yeah been a great lesson for me in yeah while this move wasn't entirely out of this hyper independent trap I know there was a little slither of that that probably crept in and thought like yeah move to the other side of the world and do it on your own 
but now I've been here on my own and you know what I've had to, like I've reached out to so many people online through like FaceTime and whatnot friends and family back home and also making new connections with new people here and it's really challenged that and knowing that you know I can depend on people and there are still going to be people that let you down but that's okay and that the healthy relationships the good relationships aren't going to be at the expense of yourself or a healthy level of independence they will actually strengthen it so yeah thank you so much for listening I just want to say something I'm grateful for which I'm gonna say hot beverages (laughs) I I have a funny feeling that this is mine last week wait a sec you know what this might be mine from last week but I'm gonna still say hot beverages because right now the will to go to work is low and a good um little treat that's been getting me there is having a hot beverage probably killing my bank account but just like giving myself a little bit of dopamine and even just like with the weather getting colder it's just like cozy and I feel like it's almost like soothing to just have a tea or something I feel like it can't not make you feel better so I'm extra grateful for that right now but yeah thank you so much for listening I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next week bye